Hey y'all, you are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, The Spiritual Homegirl. We're back with another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now before we get started, y'all know I can't do any episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo-boo. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you choose to lend me your ears once a week for about an hour or so. And I hella appreciate that. This episode is really more so an invitation to look at the bigger picture. I've been thinking about talking about this for the past almost year or so. I am tired of seeing the situation of black people being pitted against other races and other ethnicities and and people within the black or African um, race or what have you. I'm tired of ethnicities and races being pitted against each other instead of us looking at the white supremacist system that causes these circumstances for us to be infighting to begin with. It's very unfortunate and I'm sick of it. I'm going to do my best to not curse or use profanity this episode, but it's really hard when I see people feed into this BS agenda. It's, it's messed up. Last year, they tried to do a black versus brown situation with the with the Mexicans and the um and the black people out here. It didn't work like that. Now, granted, I know every city got its politics and things like that, but for the most part, at least from what I saw publicly, there was a public display. And when I say politics, I mean underworld politics. And I don't know nothing about no underworld because I'm a square. I don't deal with underworld stuff. So, yeah, that's what I mean when I say that, just to clarify. But in terms of what I've seen as a square, (laughs) I saw a public display of solidarity between uh, black people and brown people. I was at that unity walk. I was literally right behind the general while he was in the very front as we unified. I even met some brown berets. That was real cool. Shout out to Senorita Sanchez. So it was really cool to bond with our brown family out there. It was cool. No problems. No problems at all. Matter of fact, one of my favorite mentors at the center is is a Mexican woman. So it's like, for me, I don't, and maybe because I didn't, I didn't grow up in the circumstances where the race, the quote unquote race war was black versus other minorities. It really was, the racism was on black folks from white folks. That's all I had to deal with. So it's really interesting to me when I get to other places and I see it done differently or when I'm on social media and I see it done differently. So now this current infighting that we're doing is black versus Asians. And I don't think that's right either. We are really fighting the wrong people, y'all. Instead of talking about how black people can be better allies to Asians or talking about why people are mad about stop Asian hate. We need to be discussing why white supremacy puts us in these situations to begin with. Why white supremacy does not allow us to access the resources, does not allow us the same equality, equity, justice, safety, legislation that fairly pay wages. Like It's just, there's so many things that are disproportionately affecting us collectively within our own racial makeups or however we decide to identify that we really Losing time and wasting energy arguing with each other. Now, I get it. Some of y'all going to be pissed because some of y'all are too pro blacks where y'all can't see out your own damn emotions and that's cool, whatever. But I'm talking to those that got a brain and that's willing to look at this from a logical perspective, real live logical. We always feel a way when somebody groups us into a group of, oh, these black people are this, that, and the other based on an interaction with five people. 
So it's like, if we understand this, or I'm speaking from my experience, let me speak for myself. If I don't like being grouped negatively based on an experience with five people that wasn't even me, like you're basing this off of an interaction that I ain't even have with you, you're stereotyping me, why do we do the same for, for those of different ethnicities? I don't think that's fair. Now, granted, if somebody that's of a different community is spewing anti-blackness, then yeah, drag them for what you got to drag them for. It is what it is. Drag that person. But in terms of saying an entire group of people, I don't think that's fair. I don't. Now, granted, your experience, you're going to say what you're going to say, and that's fine. I'm just telling you I can't relate to that. I'm not going to sit here because I don't want to be lumped in either. I don't want to be negatively stereotyped or negatively uh, people using their little biases against me and stuff like that, their little prejudices because of some situation that... I wasn't even involved in that's not fair. Like even the people getting mad about stop Asian hate. Like people talking about stop all hate. To me, that's all lives mattering. What everybody was saying about Black Lives Matter, it's the same thing. And I know people was too wrapped up in their identities and their pride in their identities to look at it that way, but it really is the case. Stop looking at these other minorities as solely your enemy. You can still check anti-blackness when it happens from other groups. I respect it. Check they ass. Anybody that's being anti-black, get in they ass. Do what you got to do. But at the same time, innocent people being murdered, like, you don't you don't see nothing wrong with that either? Like, you can hold both in the same... You can hold in one hand, checking anti-blackness, and you can hold in the other hand that innocent people do not desire to be murdered. And you can also hold with your two feet the fact that white supremacy is the catalyst for all of this bullshit. Period. That's the bottom line. All of this anti-whatever, it is all a direct byproduct of white supremacy. Until you accept that, you will always be fighting with other races. And like I said, because I know people get emotional, and I know folks hear what they want to hear, so hear me good, I'm going to say it again, because I love y'all and I want y'all to get the point. White supremacy puts us in these positions to be fighting with each other to begin with. Yes, there is an anti-black sentiment amongst other races and ethnicities. I overstand that. I have experienced that myself. But at the same time, check who you need to check and keep moving forward. Remember, all of this is perpetuated by white supremacy. Go back in your history books if you don't believe me. All of this stuff. All of it. I'm not going to play oppressing Olympics because that's whack. That's hella whack. But what I will say is a lot of races or ethnicities have been negatively affected by white supremacy too. Again, I'm not playing oppression Olympics. I'm not. I'm just telling you that white supremacy has done everybody dirty at some point in the game. And when you've been done dirty, whether it was being, let me think, was it Japanese? The Japanese were in internment camps a hundred years ago. The Mexicans, they were, um, there was a mass deportation in like the, the, what, the seven, eight years, what, late 20s, early 30s? Even now they got, they got a situation where there's even a whole bunch of black and brown people caught up in immigration right now. And then we already know there's a whole bunch of um, Mexican kids that's in, uh, that's unfortunately in, in cages. That's not cool. That's not cool. They want a race war. They want a race war so bad. And the more we infight with other, other races, instead of looking at the real problem, which is the system of white supremacy, the more this is going to happen. It's unfortunate. And I'm not even laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's sad. 
That's more of a laugh to keep from crying because people are really so into their own identity to where they forget that they're human. And I know that I know it's going to sound, oh, but that sounds really, yeah, we're all human. Yeah, unfortunately, white supremacy makes us forget that we all are human, meaning that we're losing our compassion for stuff that is really just out of bounds. Murdering eight people, regardless of race, is out of line to begin with. Then when you add in the fact that they were supposedly like targeting Asia specifically, that's even more out of pocket. So now you're mad because of people's racial makeup? What the fuck is going on with you? It's foul. It's not cool. Whether you look at it as eight humans, whether you look at it as eight Asian people, they still did not deserve to die. The face of domestic terrorism is right there. Even looking at how the media handles talking about it. Even when you hear the police chief talk about, oh, well, you know, he had a bad day. It's the coddling that is dangerous. That's dangerous, y'all. Do y'all not see that? Had it been anybody with any type of melanated skin, it don't matter if they was butter pecan to dark dark chocolate brown. It don't matter. Anybody with any ounce of ethnic anything, they would have been villainized. You don't believe me? Look at how they do the um, our black brothers and sisters when they get murdered by the police. They always want to fucking demonize them after they die. They somehow villainize them after they die. Trayvon Martin, anybody? Y'all remember they showed the picture of him wearing a gold grill and tried to make him out to be some kind of thug? Every single time they do this, they do this to try to villainize folks. It's out of pocket. Even with the situation in Texas, what was it, a Mexican restaurant the other week decided they wanted to keep their mask policy in there? They decided to call, what, ICE? To get them deported? To see if there was Mexican people that could be deported or anybody that's not a citizen that could be deported? That's white supremacy at play. The demonization of black people after they murdered by the police innocently because they ain't did nothing but be black? That's demonizing. That's white supremacy. Let's take it back even further. 9-11. The propaganda from this government that made people scared of Indians, Afghanistan people, and people from Pakistan... That is also white supremacy. They really had people thinking that a terrorist was a person with a turban and a beard and darker skin. When in actuality, when you look at all the shit that goes on here, when they're shooting up theaters, when they're shooting up massage parlors, when they're shooting up all this other shit, if you look at the suspects, they all look the same. They look nothing, nothing like the people they told us that what a terrorist looks like. Nothing. Nothing. They are not the same people. Meanwhile, people scared of Muslims. For nothing. People are scared of folks that are Indians or Afghanis or Pakistanis. They're they're really scared of them all because the system, the system of white supremacy has put the idea on people's heads that they are going to cause harm to you. So now you're looking at folks that will never hurt you negatively because somebody told you that's what they do. That is what we're dealing with here. We are looking at stuff from to me it's almost like i can't see the forest from the trees you feel me because we stuck in the trees meanwhile the forest is on fire but you're looking at your four trees in front of you like oh it's good no the forest is on fire from them 10 11 12 trees back there 
That is what we're dealing with right now. Look at the forest, baby. It's a lot of issues, a lot of stuff that's at play right now. Like I said, you can hold checking somebody for being anti-black in one hand. You can check the fact that innocent people do not deserve to be murdered in cold blood on the other hand. You can hold both in both hands. And I know society and social media especially act like you got to pick a side. Sometimes you do. But a lot of other times, and I say a lot of other times, you can hold two different concepts in the same hand. They still make sense. Because that's what it is on this journey. The journey is not so um, black and white, no pun intended. It's not so labely. It's not so one-dimensional. There's so many intersectionalities, so many nuances in this world, in this journey. And it's unfair to cheat yourself and cheat your experience by being one-dimensional because somebody on social media with a bunch of fucking followers told us to. No, I'm off it. So please look at the system. Look at the forest. Because weren't you worried about the same trees in front of you? You're going to miss all them other trees getting chopped down around you. And it's going to take your tree getting chopped down in front of your face and see, oh, we in real danger. So that's all I got. If you want to find me, you can do so at Spiritual Homegirl, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, and Clubhouse. If you want to sign up for Tribe Letter, I've been doing everyday reminders about the podcast marathon. I've been uh, marathon podcasting every day since January 2nd. You can definitely sign up through my show notes or go to spiritualhomegirl.shop. If you want to sign up for the text club, you can also do that at spiritualhomegirl.shop. Ooh, over here, tripping over my tongue. You can text the word homegirl10 to 81493. And um, I just, I just want people to understand at the end of the day, you can have pride in your identity because I definitely have pride in my identity, especially as a black woman. Especially as, you know what I'm saying, as a woman with a black American or African American mother, Caribbean, a Caribbean father. You know what I'm saying? Like I I can and also a, a black American, African American stepfather. I can hold space in that. But I don't like to participate in diaspora wars because I see that happen a lot. Whereas Caribbean, uh, black Caribbeans versus black Americans, black Brits versus black Americans, black Africans or regular or native Africans, I should say. Yeah, black Africans, they're white Africans too, but black Africans versus black Americans. I'm not with the diaspora wars. Cause at the end of the day, as we see, the police gonna shoot whoever. It don't care where you come from. They're shooting black folks all the time out here. They don't care if your father is from Grenada. They don't care if your mama is from Atlanta. They don't care if your grandmama is from is from South Africa. They don't care. They don't care. They don't give a fuck about that shit. To them, black is black. And if you're anti-black, it don't matter. So that's what I'm telling folks. So shout out to those that get it. Me and this white girl was having a cool conversation about this shit. And she was like, I have to understand that this is the system that it is. And she told me that she benefits so much from this system and she was embarrassed that it took her this long to realize how bad a lot of non-white people have it. And she said, you know, I have to say something now because my conscience won't let me. So and I'm not I'm not giving you know, brownie points in this situation, but it's more so to remind people that. It's easy to turn a blind eye to something and to forget that people are deserving of compassion because, again, the system of white supremacy supports not humanizing people that don't fit the regular box and stereotype of what American success or American acceptance looks like. 
So you get so caught up in the system of white supremacy, even if you are a person of color, if you want to call yourself that, you still will display some shit that's anti-POC, whether it's anti-black, whether it's anti-brown, whether it's anti-Asian, whatever it is. Anti-Middle Eastern, whatever it is. That is how thick white supremacy goes. Example, black folks calling their hair nappy. That's anti-black to me. That is perpetuated by white supremacy. It is. That's just a prime example. So I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I don't, that's all I got. That's, I mean, I said that's all I got about five minutes ago, but here I am still talking. But I just really want people to, again, look at the forest. There's a bigger system at hand that would love the infighting because they need the war and they need the blood to keep the attention and the scrutiny and any potential uprising off of their system, which has always been in place to keep people down and to keep people oppressed and to keep people angry and to keep people under-resourced so that the infighting can continue. Because when you're busy looking at the trees, you're never going to look at the forest that's falling apart because that's what we're dealing with now. So, all right, y'all. I might do a, a, a impromptu episode to lighten the mood. I just had to get that off because I was seeing a lot of just inhumane type of like comments. Like, damn, like y'all, y'all forgetting like these are innocent people at the end of the day. Innocent people don't deserve to die. They don't, regardless of race. That's out of pocket. So I'll pop back in with another, uh, with another, uh, we'll see, a happy, happy, happy episode. We'll see how I'm feeling in a couple hours, but. This has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name is Maria. And remember, trust the journey, trust yourself, and look at the forest. Okay? Love y'all. Peace. This episode has been produced by producer extraordinaire Jason Trichodemics Valerio.